A mass abduction unites Nigerians. Today, Tuesday, April 29th, this is The World. I'm Marco Werman. It's been two weeks since hundreds of schoolgirls were kidnapped in northeast Nigeria. There's anger at the government for failing to rescue them, and Nigerians are uniting behind this thought. This cannot happen in our land. These are our children. These are innocent children, girls who went to school that are going through this the people who need the most protection from us. So we feel the horror in a new way that we haven't before. Also, life in Baghdad on the eve of Iraq's elections. The number of polling stations have already been the targets of suicide bombings. So if there is a substantial turnout here, it will be a remarkable testament to the stoicism of the Iraqi people. Plus, the many ways to send secret messages. Support for PRI's The World comes from TiVo, maker of the TiVo Romeo, bringing cable TV and streaming apps together in one unified and searchable experience. Available at TiVo.com. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. It's been a while since we checked in with the civil war in Syria. It continues as violently as ever. Just today, a car bomb in Homs killed about 40 people, and a mortar attack in the capital, Damascus, killed another 14. Also, international investigators agreed today to check out reports of a new chlorine gas attack. And that's a snap snapshot from just one day. But where's the conflict and the country heading? Liz Sly just returned from Syria. She's Middle East correspondent for The Washington Post. Syria is headed for more violence for a long time with nobody doing anything about it. And that's what we've basically seen for the past three years. And that's what we're probably going to see for the next three years. And incredibly, the country's gearing up for a presidential election uh, on June 3rd. How is that even possible? Well, nobody takes this election terribly seriously. I'm not even sure the Syrians take it seriously. It's not an election that will resolve anything. Well, one shift, one change I'd like to ask you about, this recent shipment of U.S. weapons to rebels in Syria seems like a change because these are lethal weapons being funneled through a third party. Is that correct? Well, yes. Um, I was just in Syria. I went there to meet the rebels who had received the, the weapons, and they confirmed to me that they had received these U.S. weapons. We know that they did because they filmed videos of themselves firing these weapons. And U.S. officials have told us that they know about the shipment. They did not oppose it. So these weapons were received by a kind of newish group of rebels called Harakat Hazm. Tell us about who they are. Well, I met their leader actually in 2012, which is partly why I got approved to go and see them or invited to go and see them. And I remember him as one of those early characters who seemed very dedicated, very committed, but not extremist, not anti-Western, not sectarian, not extremely Islamist or anything like that, just somebody who really wanted to fight for freedom in Syria, as he kept saying to me during the interview we just did. And I was quite impressed by the group's sense of order and organization at the camp they showed me, because it really was, it really did look like they were trying to build something. They, it was all quite tidy. There were people who were very organized. Everybody was very obedient. There was drilling. There were tense. Of course, it was hard to say how much of that was put on for me for my visit, but at the same time, it's not something you really associate with the kind of chaotic rebel scene in Syria at the moment. Uh, Harakat Hazm is led by a former army officer uh, whose name is Abdullah Odda, but uh, he split away from another group. How can the rebels ever succeed while they have all these divisions in their ranks? 
Well, that's another huge question. And one of the things that I kind of wonder now is that this group's now getting some support from America. That's become very public now. And what are the other rebel groups going to do about that? I had to go alone to visit this group. I was not allowed to take any Syrian guide or fixer or translator with me because they were concerned, actually, that he would reveal details of what they're doing to other rebel groups. They didn't really mention the government in that regard. So, yes, there's a lot of rivalry, a lot of disunity, and it's a huge thing, and they've got to overcome it if they're ever to have any hope of succeeding. You know, if in your opinion the war is just going to drag on in Syria, do you see further shipments of weapons to, to rebel groups from wherever? And, I mean, at some point, won't there be enough weapons to make a difference? Well, what we've seen is is that the West has allowed just enough weapons to reach the rebels to stop them from being defeated. I mean, if the Western powers are in agreement... That...